0: This is a production of Cornell University. Hello and welcome to the Cornell Turfgrass Shortcut Podcast, your weekly connection to turfgrass information brought to you by Cornell University's Turfgrass Program in partnership with the New York State Turfgrass Association. My name is Frank Rossi. I'm the Associate Professor of Turfgrass Science in the Department of Horticulture here at Cornell University. And the following are observations and recommendations for the week of October twenty fourth, 2010. Well, many have reported a slight uptick in growth this past week with what we expect to continue with the warm and moist weather expected. Keep pace with mowing and use this time to get those tree leaves mulched, saving fuel, keep the nutrients from their leaves in, on the lawn. Mulching leaves is an environmental solution. Also, a great summary of a pesky sedge. Green kylinga from our own Randy Prostak. Registration for our two short courses this year is open, two and two and one-half days on Sports Turf Without Pesticides and two and a half days on Golf Turf Pets Management, loads of DEC credits. The weather for the past week, a cooler than normal week with most about one to three degrees below normal. Degree days, very few degree days accumulated with the cool temperatures last week with most areas recording less than 50 and in fact less than 25 north of the Hudson Valley. Precipitation Ithaca and points west were the driest with less than a half an inch. New England and south past Long Island between 1 to 2 inches and northern areas between 2 to 3 inches. ET continues to slow between a half and a quarter inch from south to north. Soil temps at the 2 inch depth were in the 40s in the north and in the mid 50s to the south. And the forecast for the coming week this week will start wet then warm. In fact, record highs expected in the Tuesday-Wednesday period with temps 8 to 10 degrees above normal. This will end with some strong storms and warm and cool trend setting up for the 8 to 14 day outlook. And of course, you can check out all the weather information and predictive maps at our forecast website. The Westchester update from the Cornell Cooperative Extension Service throughout New York State begins with Jerry Giordano and Rick Harper from Westchester County. The first light frosts have been reported on local courses as cooler temperatures seem to be here to stay. Managers are still lamenting summer's heat and are reporting Oriental Beetle everywhere on their courses, including roughs and bunkers. Crews are still busy taking out dead turf. One manager has reported serious damage from hyperodes on bank so it should be remembered that insects don't read books. Homeowners are still struggling with decisions involving renovation, and Green Kylinga has been reported locally again. The Eastern Long Island report from Tom Kowalski, cool temps and rainfall have improved the quality of many turf areas, experience a slight surge in top growth as a result. Questions still coming in on renovation and some reports of poor site preparation for seeding and sodding, leaving the turf in poor condition. There's not a substitute for good site preparation. And a brief report from the Rutgers Diagnostic Lab, courtesy of Rich Buckley. Some crane flies observed in New Jersey and sent to Cornell for verification of species. Could be European. Went from busy summer to very slow fall. Several reports of seeding failures due to disease and poor watering practices. Many questions coming regarding PCNB alternatives. A good list of products was provided by UW-Madison pathologist in the October 3rd shortcut edition. The Sports Turf Update from Joanne Grudadario spends this week talking about dormant seeding. Dormant seeding is done in late fall or early winter. It can increase the chance of having improved turf cover in the spring on soils that are poorly drained or soils frequently too wet to work. Dormant seeding can germinate two to three weeks early in the spring than conventional spring seeding. However, to improve your chance of success, the seeding must take place late in the season when there's no chance of seed germination, which usually occurs when the soil temperature is below 50 degrees. Check the soil temperature in the one-inch depth to make sure it is not higher than 40 to 50 degrees. The ultimate success of dormant seeding is determined by the winter conditions. You can expect some seed mortality, so the seeding rate at this time should be increased 50%. Once we've had about 10 days with day temperatures less than 50 degrees, seed with 6 pounds of perennial ryegrass on fields that will be used next April and May, or 3 to 4 pounds of Kentucky bluegrass on fields that won't be used until June or July. Seeds should not be left on the soil surface over the winter, so either drag the field so the seed enters the air fire holes or drill the seed in. On areas that may be prone to erosion, mulching is suggested to help stabilize the soil. Another window of opportunity for dormant seeding would be during periods when the nighttime temperatures reach freezing, the daytime temperatures warm up, and there's no snow cover. These conditions allow for the broadcasted seed to work its way into the soil. In the northeast, in this time period, occurs around late February or early March. Controlling Green Kylinga, a perennial sedge from Randy the Iron Man Prostak, the University of Massachusetts Weed Extension Specialist. Let's start with the biology and ecology. Green Kylinga, Kylinga brevifolia, is a weedy sedge that, can often, that is often unrecognized problem in turf and ornamental plantings, plantings. The genus Kylinga consists of about 40 species that are distributed worldwide in subtropical and warm temperate regions. Green kailinga may be confused with yellow or purple nut sedge because they grow in similar locations. Often, green kailinga can be recognized by its habit of growing continuously enlarging patches, almost as a turf. Yellow or purple nut sedge appear more commonly as individual plants. Also, green kailinga has a small round seed head, whereas nut sedges have an open spikelet. The flower of the green kailinga plant and the absence of underground tubers make it easy to distinguish from nut sedges. Green Kailinga is a perennial plant that grows best in moisture wet areas that receive full sun, but it can survive some shade and drying once established. Kailinga grows well in warm weather from April through October, and it's dormant in the winter. The problem with green kylinga is that it can be a major weed problem for turf and landscape managers. And turf, it forms a weak sod that gives poor footing on athletic fields and golf courses. Green kylinga has a texture and color that varies from normal turf species and reduces the aesthetic quality of the turf. Also, green kylinga grows faster than most turf grass species, which gives infested turf grass an undulating or irregular surface in as little as two days after mowing. The primary method of control is to prevent new infestations, thoroughly clean mowers and cultivation equipment before moving from infested to, weed, infested to weed-free areas. If solitary plants of green kylinga are found, they should be grubbed out, remove the entire plant roots and all and the area monitored for several months to make sure that removal is complete. When green kylinga infests desire, ornamental plantings, it forms a dense mat that crowds out desirable species and reduces the vigor of those plants that survive. Because of the extensive rhizome system in the established stands, hand-pulling or hoeing to remove green kailinga is usually futile unless done repeatedly over a long period of time. And finally, chemical control. Pre-emergent herbicides have been successful in limiting germination of green kailinga seeds. These herbicides should be applied in spring before soil temperatures reach 60 60 degrees to limit germination in late spring and early summer. Pre-emergent materials that can be used by home gardeners include benefin, Bensalide, Dithiopyr, Pendimethalin, and Prodiamine. Post-emergent herbicides can limit growth of green chilinga. For commercial applicators, the best control has been obtained with halosulfuron and applied in two sequential applications. Apply the second application when plants show signs of recovery. Bentazon has reduced green chilinga growth when two applications were made about two weeks apart. And finally, my gazing into grass update for this week. Again, another note about late-season fertility. As the evapotranspiration amount continues to decline, the value of late season N application comes into question. The latest research seems to indicate that later than now, with applications in excess of a half a pound of N per thousand to most turf will be risky for water quality and unlikely to provide any more benefit than if applied later at a higher rate. Keep in mind, if you're trying to maintain less annual bluegrass, applying N fertilizer in cooler weather will always enhance the annual bluegrass competitive ability over the creeping bank grass. However, our most recent work with K fertilizer indicates adding increased amounts of K seems to weaken the plant, making it more susceptible to gray, snow mold, and possibly pink as well. And a program update the registration is now open, credit card payments accepted for online registration of the Cornell Turfgrass Short Course this year we're doing two short courses in two and a half day increments the week of December 13th 2010 in Ithaca New York on the Cornell campus the first short course is sports turf without pesticides to adge- address the issues and challenges we are facing with the child safe playing field act and it will be uh, available December 13th Monday through the 15th midday Wednesday the second short course on golf turf pest management begins Wednesday afternoon, the 15th, and goes into the 17th. And again, DEC credits and GCSA credits will be available for these courses. You can get more information and registration available at www.hort.cornell.edu turf. Thank you for joining me for the weekly installment of the Cornell Turfgrass Shortcut Podcast, your weekly connection to turfgrass information. I'm Frank Rossi. I'm the Associate Professor of Turf Science in the Department of Horticulture here at Cornell University, and I hope you have a great week. This has been a production of Cornell University, on the web at cornell.edu.